Thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Robin Adams. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, uh, I'm from Winnipeg. I'm 25, Métis, and I started this thing called Field Trip Sessions. Explain Field Trip Sessions. We'll start there. Yeah, sure. So, uh, July last year, I uh, lived with my parents at the time and wanted to start a uh, I wanted to learn building skills and have a project. So I ended up buying a school bus from a reserve up north in Bird River and converted it into a little camper. And then from there, and my interest, I think, in the music scene, I started filming bands in it and then made a social media account, I guess, filming bands. Mm -hmm. And where did your... uh passion for the Winnipeg music scene uh, play? How did that play into this? Or when did you start going and seeing local bands? Yeah, I think um, for, it's been a long, like a, a lot, a big thing for me for a while. Um, when I was in middle school and high school, I volunteered at the West End Cultural Center for a really long time. Um, and I think that place actually started my like big passion in the music scene just like seeing live bands um yeah but then also I'm an artist and went to the U of M for art school and uh yeah since I think just like my community in general is like a lot of creative people and a lot of them happen to be musicians so it just kind of naturally happened so you went to art school yeah tell us a little bit about that uh, yeah, so I did my honors in um, sculpture, and so I first, the U of M Arts School, the program is very general, so I did a lot of random things from like graphic design to um, <coughs> like large format film photography, etc., and um, eventually took a really liking to video art and that kind of niche, um, which I still make work in but I also did a lot of sculpture and building things and um, through using concrete and having shows I guess with um, with yeah concrete and this this kind of specific um, art material I grew an interest in building interesting yeah um take us on a walk through the bus what what are some of the modifications you did to be able to have people perform in, inside it. Yeah, so when I first uh, got it, it looked like a regular school bus. It's a little bit shorter. Uh, there's six windows. I think most buses are like 30 feet. I think mine's around 20. Um, and yeah, so I brought it home. And then uh, just to start the process, I realized like I needed to buy tools. <laughs> and so <laughs> I went uh, actually and tools are super expensive this whole thing I knew would be like my dream would cost a lot of money so I the whole the whole time I've been very frugal 
And yeah, Kijiji is like my best friend. <laughs> so I got uh, an angle grinder as my first tool, which cuts metal and uh, just took the seats out because the bolts were too rusted to like unbolt. Yeah, and that's how it kind of just started is cutting the legs, taking the seats out. Uh, eventually my neighbor helped me a bit with uh, taking some of the bolts out because you need someone under the bus and on top to make it work. Um, he's actually been the only person to help this whole thing. I've essentially done myself. Um, yeah, and then from there I ended up putting in a new floor, so some like cheap plywood and then vinyl hardwood on top of that, and then built a little bed frame with some uh, counters <laughs> <laughs> and a sink. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, are they all acoustic or are they... The performances. Um, yeah, the performances. Are, are they acoustic? Do you feed uh, power through there? Right, so all the videos uh, that I've posted, everything's acoustic. So I just, like in-camera audio, et cetera, very simple. The bands, um, it's totally unplugged. Uh, there's been like, yeah, banjos, violins, fiddle or whatever, uh, and um, guitars. Um, yeah, unplugged. Hopefully in the future, I wanna set up a solar panel rig with enough power to have an amp, <laughs> but that's a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, plug yeah. it in eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> down the road. So your introduction was a little bit, I would say, short of all the things okay, that you do so. because you also book music and shows yeah. like uh, at Modern Coffee. Yeah. And you also do poetry and you have an art collective and there's so many other <laughs> things that you do. Let's cut a little deeper Yeah, then. let's yeah. talk yeah. about all of those things too. So um, part of booking shows, I guess, is booking them for your own bus and for the field trip sessions as well as for a venue. So how do you go about finding people to perform in those? Because a lot of your field trip sessions... I haven't seen a lot of those musicians play before. So how do you find these amazing musician folks? Yeah, I think it it's all comes down to just community. Um, Modern Coffee is an amazing place. And Alison Slesser, the owner, is um, a powerhouse of a woman who uh, I worked there for. I don't work there anymore, but I worked there for like almost a year. And uh, she gave me a lot of freedom to like ho to start concerts and host them and and um so I think that place is a big role on how I can or it's kind of showed me how to reach out to people in the area and that I know like every community has abundance of talent so it's my specific interest lies in the north end and uh yeah, so I think it's just through relationships, friendships, etc., talking to people, um, being interested in like people's talents and uh, pulling that out. Like I think a lot of the people that have played at Modern um, don't play professionally, and it's like <laughs> a good platform. Well, coffee shops in general are a really good platform to uh, start out and test the waters and. Um, yeah, just get experience. So I think it's been a really great place specifically for that and people from the North End. Like, it's not just that, but it's great for it. 
So did you grow up in the North End? Is that why you have an affinity for that community? Yeah, I grew up uh, just north, actually, of the North End in West Kildonan. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my like family. Yeah. So no, I didn't grow up in the North End, but my family like very close to it. Um, all the stores in the area specifically on Maine and that little Seven Oaks niche, I guess, um, Seven Oaks North End area, um, I'm really familiar with. Yeah, I grew up in the northern area of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also another thing is that you work for Festival de Voyager, which is like a big arts thing, and your field trip sessions. Another thing that you didn't mention <laughs> in your very humble introduction is that you work for Festival and field trip sessions is going to be there this year. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Or your job there first and then maybe how that... Sure. Yeah, happened. I feel um, super fortunate for this job. Uh, I'm Métis, and my job there is the Indigenous Initiatives Coordinator, which essentially is um, partnering with more Indigenous people, artists, musicians, etc., sponsorships, all this kinds of thing for the festival. Um, So some things I get to do there, which is really awesome, is actually booking bands and um, activities, music on stage for the festival, which is, uh, like pretty wild (laughs) because I haven't um, been paid for a position like that before and so it's really exciting that uh, I get to do that and I speak French and so being in the French community is also something that's really exciting for me. Um, But yeah, even like through my interview process of getting this job, uh, questions I was asked were if I had like experience booking bands even if there's like no money involved etc and so the um field trip sessions and modern coffee were like pivotal I think into me getting this job at festival and uh yeah so I definitely told my coworkers or like my boss who hired me about field trip sessions um and uh my experience through yeah booking bands I guess and through the Nuit Blanche event and other things um and they loved it they like I think uh also just that this whole uh I don't know this whole thing of like a woman owning a school bus making it into a camp camper and then like having yeah supporting bands through it is like I don't know it's really fun and stuff like this needs to happen more Mm -hmm. and it's I'm really excited that uh, it's happening and I'm privileged in being able to like do it and then give a platform for others. Um, yeah. Anyway, through all that festival really like the director and other staff there really liked the idea and we're like my first day, everyone was kind of, uh, fighting over how the bus <laughs> will be incorporated into the festival. What were some of the other options other than what it is now? Um, or what is it now? Is it just sort of like a venue? Uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a mini venue with art installation inside, and it will be open for the whole school program. So I think there's like 10,000 kids that come. They'll be able to come. Jam them all in the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all at once. <laughs> um, yeah, so they'll be able to come and experience. There's going to be an art show um, in the bus experience that and uh and it's all like free etc but um 
also it will be open. I'll probably close it in the evenings to avoid like the party scene, but because I want it to be like focused for families. Um, yeah, so it will be just open. People can come in and, and see the art mm-hmm. and have an experience like seeing an art gallery in the bus and then on the side um like unscheduled i'm gonna film some bands in it too oh Oh, sneaky yeah content content (laughs) yeah um so other than how it's going to be incorporated into festival is it during winter do you just store it or do you try and uh, push out more content yeah, so uh, kind of both. Right now, it's actually stored at the Heinrichs farm. Uh, you've interviewed them before, I saw. Yes. Yeah, Fantastic. so um, right by Seth's tiny home. Actually, the bus is right now. Um, they're super awesome and just letting me store it there for free. Uh, I'm looking at actually purchasing a home in the city right now. I live in an apartment, so it definitely can't come with me there but. Yeah. <laughs> snow zones and yeah. snow roads and everything um hopefully soon yeah, i'll be able to small. throw it in a backyard <laughs> and then it'll be even more accessible but um there's been a few bands two of them actually come from or live currently in the yukon which is kind of funny so they trekked out with me to the bus and we filmed two sessions with them uh so that was really awesome one of the bands called twin the other everett willow um, those are my most recent videos. It's pretty hard because it's like an hour and a half or an hour away. So it's kind of hard to be like when people ask to do it to then make time for both of us schedules to line to go out. And then also thinking about they're super open and kind, but thinking about the Heinrichs family, like I also don't want to just be bringing concerts there all the time unscheduled. So mm-hmm. it's easier in the summer and spring. For content. So coming up to festival, how much work are you currently doing in relation to all of that? Or is that like a year's long worth of work trying to make all of that happen? Like uh, this is your first festival yeah. in your position coming yeah. up. Um, yeah. So there, my job description like was pretty vague. And the uh, when I started, I was like kind of worried about that. Because I like, when I have work, I do it quickly and fast. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to be sitting at a desk. But it hasn't been like that at all, which has been good. I've been very busy. And um, so, yeah, I've been, I booked like 25, 25 to 30 hours of like on stage music in one of the tents. Wow. Yeah. Which That's is, incredible. Which I know. <laughs> holy smokes. Going from like. Nothing to that. Holy <laughs> or like, smokes. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Um, and that's all indigenous programming? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, some members of the bands, some of them aren't, but like in, yeah, in general. Um, yeah, if it's not like front run, the, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, also the festival itself, like they do have snow sculptures and... Um, there is like art per se involved in the festival, but I think a big part of me coming onto the team this year has been like my art background and like bringing, so there's going to be like live art in my programming and, um, there's some, uh, inner city organizations that will be a part of it. Uh, yeah, I guess this will be released after January 9th, right? 
this? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> just making sure I'm not giving anything away, but... Um, so Jamie Black is going to be doing a live performance, which is really exciting. She started the Red Dress Project. Wow. Um, that's, I think, having, like, a Indigenous woman uh, who's, like, performing in... Yeah, I think that's super awesome in, like, the art capacity. Um, Studio 393, um, Inner City Voices. These are all things that I think, like, my... Um, my connections in the art world and music scene... Yeah, bringing it to festival is super exciting. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that you're very good at asking for things and putting yourself out there to ask those types of things. How did you gain that skill set of like asking and pushing and dreaming? Like, <laughs> how did all of this happen? Um. Yeah. So, I come from and this is like again a really interesting topic but uh I come from like a Christian background and like bringing like as a Métis woman there's a lot of history there but anyway uh so in saying I acknowledge that (laughs) um the uh I guess concept of like um or the bible verse like asking and you shall receive I think people take that maybe too um literally in specific like oh I'm gonna ask for this one thing and then God will give it to me um but I I've taken it as like a principle of like in general if you ask for things you get things and so it's not necessarily like uh I'm looking for one thing but in my everyday life I think generally I like ask and give and that's just how relationships happen and work so building relationships essentially yeah yeah (laughs) so when when you're booking do you normally try and um approach everyone or do you accept people like that are approaching you saying hey i would like to play this um like how does that process go yeah so both are happening for sure i think starting out i approached friends people that like were close to me that I knew would be like oh this is a cool idea I want to I want to like I support it and then we could work on that together by like creating videos etc um but since like now that I have videos out there and there's a platform like I'm getting emails often about bands wanting to play and so um generally I've been like yeah I've I'm like super keen on filming anyone and everyone um I'm realizing that it's nice to have uh like I don't like dealing like in financial the financial word like I want to make money but I also this is not a business so like how does that work because I have a lot of energy and time put into it so I've been partnering up with festivals which I think has been a great way to avoid that uh, mess so then I uh uh yeah then I can like bring um local musicians from these festivals etc into the bus and film them that way and then like get free tickets to the festival or however that works yeah that's Um, essentially what we're (laughs) the only way we monetize yeah the podcast is by going to festivals which and, and it's huge too because it exposes you to 
uh, musicians that might even not, you know, they might live in Manitoba, but it's kind of more remote of an area where it's kind of harder to coordinate something. And you kind of just for one weekend, you kind of have the ability to cycle through people. Yeah. yeah. They're like part of your community for that short amount of time. Right. And otherwise they are elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been like, it's awesome too. Cause the bus is like, uh, it's like for folk fest in the summer anyway. Um, the first, the first festival I brought it to like unofficially just as a camper. And so it's cool. It is like, it's my space. Like I slept in it. I have my bed in it. But then I got to invite like bands and like the commute, like, you know, filmed a band in there and, um, families, like kids love it, which is really exciting. And that's like my favorite thing is to like, even like my nieces, for example, like when I pull up (laughs) in the bus, like my nieces go crazy and it's so fun seeing them like interact and seeing kids interact with the bus. But, um, yeah, so there's no, there's no like money. It's just like fun. And it's, um, really exciting to have it as a platform to, showcase uh voices that don't have the opportunity so like some some bands for sure have shows and are more professional but then um there's other like new new faces that get to be seen and heard yeah what was the very first performance uh joe madden which was super exciting um yeah we were talking about just doing like I work in video art and doing like a music video with his music or something like that um but then yeah he came just to hang out in the bus and I was like why don't we just film in here and that's kind of where it started when was that filmed at a festival or was this outside of it that was not at a festival that was just uh yeah and that was before before any festival just kind of at like after I did some of the renos and we were just hanging out. Awesome. So for the video art that you're doing, you've done actual music videos before or uh, also? N- nothing like professionally, just right. like, yeah. But you, there was one that just recently came out, wasn't there? Uh, not music videos. I've done videos. I have a friend who is a composer from Harvard, actually. So he did... Um, composition and then I filmed like abstract video light footage on super eight with it and that's a music video yeah Yeah, yeah, I guess so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it's just a little less yeah not mainstream but yeah (laughs) and I want to talk a little bit about your art collective that you have yeah can you tell us a bit about that yeah so we're called roots above branches and four indigenous women um yeah I'm Métis there's Neve is OG Cree, um, Kristen is Anishinaabe Ojibwe, and then uh, Sarah. Oh, I wish I I can't remember at the moment. That's awkward. Um, but the four of us um, make we we all graduated from the U of M Art School Honors together. Had a show at Urban Shaman like a couple of months after that, and had like a hiatus of I don't know a year. And so it's been really exciting. Um, we've been talking again and we're making work for a show. And uh, yeah, so that's really exciting. We, um, our next show is going to be called Our Land, but in Oji Cree. 
and uh, I'm making an art piece for that. It's going to be a neon sign that says Natter, which means our land, but in Michif. So What's Michif? Uh, it's the language of Métis people. So there's like 17 different dialects or different kinds, I think. And um, the one that I'm selecting for this piece, which like people in my family, not my parents, but my my granny, um, her closer relatives speak Machif, and it's like a mix of Cree and French. Uh, but this dialect is like French Machif, kind of. Yeah. And will some of your work be featured in the Buster Festival, or is that somebody else? Yeah, so that's um, the Roots Above Branches Collective is going to be in the bus. Oh, you sick. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. so cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. Wow. That is really cool. So you wear a lot of hats. Like, you're an artist, <laughs> you're an organizer, like... You're yeah. everything. You're it. But, but do you have a favorite hat to wear? Like, do you like to, you know, predominate, like, you're an artist first? Or is there something you enjoy more than the other? Um. Yeah, I think... Well... I think in terms of making art, it's incredibly personal and spiritual to me. So like when I'm producing artwork, it's I generally am very shy about it. And um, like it's, yeah, I like even when I had my art, like I had an art show at Flux and um, Urban Shaman in the past, like, I don't want to go to the opening because it's, like, <laughs> a part of my soul is, like, in the room. And so I feel, like, most connected to being an artist, but it's also incredibly personal. And, um, yeah, so the the bus has become something that is uh, more of a way to showcase others um, so I feel like person like I'm very connected to it, of course, but it's not necessarily like my soul <laughs> out there. It's like others, which is really nice. And so in a way, it's like a curatorial job or like, yeah, that's kind of how I see that. Um, but yeah, festival is the first time like I'm involved with actually being able to pay indigenous artists and so I love wearing that hat because it's a form of honoring I think is when you can actually involve money for a talent which is really fun mm-hmm. so uh are most of the artists that you've booked from Manitoba or Winnipeg at festival yeah um, yes, there's two bands that aren't, or two bands that aren't from Manitoba. Um, there's Twin Flames, which is an incredible duo from, I think they're from Northern Quebec. Uh, but they're like, uh, Juno award winning, like they're insane. They sing in Inuktitut, English, French. I think they have a song in Spanish. Um, I'm really pumped about them. They're super, like, family-friendly, inclusive. Uh, check them out if you haven't. <laughs> They're, like, the most, I guess, quote-unquote famous band that I've booked. Um, yeah, and then uh, Abby Whale. She's also done a field trip session video. Her voice is, like, unreal to me, and I'm so excited to book her. So she'll be flying in for the festival as well. So will you be in that 
tent yeah the entire time essentially yeah so my programming's from one to five or sorry one to six every day so there's like 30 30 hours i think um that i'm filling so i'll be there um for most of that there's a few uh, like my job at festival is not just the programming i'm like kind of helping influence and interact with every department which is incredible i've been given that space uh so there's things throughout the whole festival that I'll be essentially needed for and working with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll so be around the whole thing. So are there going to be, like, major changes that we'll notice that you've had a hand in contributing to? Yeah, I think so. Um, part of the reason I was hired, too, like, it's definitely the intention of all the staff at Festival, but a lot of my programming, of course, is all Indigenous-led, um, but also like a lot of grassroots local um organizations um there's bands that like are gonna be doing covers and uh yeah lots of like family oriented things i'm really pumped for the ivan flett memorial dancers they do jigging their cree family um yeah that's awesome and in general just lots more art (laughs) yeah that's so interesting i guess the 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 art like the sculpture there is the most like prominent piece because they're huge you can't Mm -hmm. walk in a straight line without bumping into a piece of artwork but (laughs) right literally literally yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but that's so interesting that i've never really considered all of the other components that could possibly be there which i'm sure i'll notice this year yeah i hope so yeah i'm really yeah i'm really excited about it uh, and it seems like with like the team at Festival, like everyone's noticed that you know this is needed, and um, and and like a lot of these ideas that are that are happening this year have been there. But I'm just with my position, this new position. There's just more. Um, there, it's nice that I can dedicate time to it so that it actually comes to fruition, which is great. Mm-hmm. Including the logo. Or the yeah, for act- this year. Actually, I got hired after that was set up. Oh, so wow. it's pretty awesome because uh, Jordan's a friend of mine and he did our logo. So that's um, that was really excited to like even just walk into the place and see that like everyone is yeah very culturally aware <laughs> and like excited about you know indigenous art and uh, yeah I think the logo was awesome because. It's like an overall statement of this year at Festival. It's a beautiful logo. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Jordan's incredible. And I have like his art in my bus forever. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you're going to listen to the episode. We're going to be talking with him uh, later on today. Yeah. So oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to be talking to him very shortly. But yeah. in, in podcast world, a week. Yeah. yeah, we're not like, good with the whole time thing. <laughs> yeah, it's all. Yeah, he's um, did you mention, sorry, um, which tent uh, the programming was going to be at? Or right, is it spread it's out? It's in the forest tent or La Forêt. It's, um, um, yeah, I don't know what else. <laughs> okay, so we'll check out the forest tent. Yeah, it's, there's like 350 capacity, so it's like a big tent. It's pretty exciting. It's going to be, the bus will be right beside it. Um, there's like bonfires near. Yeah, I'm really excited. That's awesome. We're excited mm-hmm. to check it out. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Robin, no of, many <laughs> Robin of many hats. Robin of many hats. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> and 
Thank you for cutting deep with us on Papercut Podcast. Thank you.